Hello, friends, and welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another one. I hope that you guys have been doing well. And for my people in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope that you've been enjoying your first few days of fall. It's starting to feel a lot cooler out, which I'm not complaining about. However, I'm going to miss the warm weather, but you know, it's fine. I do love fall, though, so I'm looking forward to it. Anyways, let's get right into today's episode, which is titled Practical Ways to Spend Time with Jesus. I'm going to probably do like a little bit of a pivot um, away from dating, which I know is what I talk about a lot, Um, but I feel like the Lord is calling me to glorify him. It's not like I wasn't glorifying him before, but to really just talk about him. Um, And so I'd like to start, it's not really a series or anything, but I'm feeling that he's wanting me to go towards, go in this direction, um, at least for the time being. So I wanted to start with giving practical tips for how to spend time with the Lord, because sometimes um, we hear like, read the Bible and pray. Um, But like, how can we execute that in a way that makes sense for our lives? And it'll be different for everyone, obviously, but I wanted to give some practical tips here. So one of the ways we can um, obviously spend time with Jesus is to pray. That's like the one of the main ones. Um, something practical, however, is that prayer should be something that happens throughout the day. It shouldn't be just this one thing where you like get on your knees and you know, clasp your hands and say a few words. Like it can, it should be something that happens continually. We absolutely must have moments of stillness and prayer and communion with the Lord, but we should have our minds set on Him throughout the day and be talking with Him throughout the day. It doesn't have to be like this start and stop. It should be a continual conversation. At some point, I kind of got away from thinking that prayer has to be the start and stop, but it can be a continuous thing going on throughout the day, throughout my life, and it doesn't have to necessarily end. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying, and more um, common or popular versions, I guess the KJV or NKJV say, pray without ceasing, which still means pray without stopping. But that goes along with the idea that prayer should not be the start and stop, but it should be something that goes on throughout the day that you should pray without stopping. You should always be praying and it shouldn't be something that you start and stop. Another practical thing about prayer is that you should invite Jesus into every part of your life, not just the quote-unquote spiritual parts. Invite him into the work you're doing at your home. Invite him into the work you're doing at your job. Invite him into your studies. Invite him into your hobbies. Invite him into everything you do. Invite him into um, choosing your clothing. Like, I'm not kidding. Invite him into everything. He wants you to include him and he doesn't like want to, he doesn't want you to exclude him from certain parts of your life just because they don't seem quote unquote spiritual. You should be incorporating like and inviting God to like just to every part of our lives. Like we should be walking with him in everything, not merely just when we go to church or do this or that. That's a spiritual thing. We should be walking with him daily in so many of our tasks. I think that's something important when it comes to like inviting God into our lives is 
understanding and realizing that our entire lives should be submitted to him and our entire lives should be dedicating to honor to honoring him and so when you do things throughout your life day-to-day things washing the dishes going to the grocery store invite him to come with you and it's like it's not like he isn't with you right because if you you know believe in him or fill with his spirit he's with you but i think that um if we consciously invite him it makes a big difference because your your mind is set on him you're walking with him you're aware of him and um it'll really just cause a shift in the way that prayer is viewed so if you don't already i would encourage you to start incorporating god into your life asking him about certain things having conversations telling him about your day he loves to hear from you he loves the sound of your voice um and so it's a really good and beautiful thing to start incorporating him into everything and it'll kind of, it'll change things, I promise you. The next way that we can spend time with Jesus, which is another obvious one, is to read the word. And I have here is to listen to the word also. And that is my practical tip for reading the word. Um, the Bible is so important because God often speaks through his word. And if you want to hear from him, we must have the word in our hearts there is a psalm i can't remember where it is i think it's actually psalm 119 it says um your word i have hidden in my heart that i might not sin against you his word should be within us it should be a part of us but in order for that to happen we must read it we must study it we must make it our anthem we must absorb what what's being said um, on the pages we should absorb these things allow them to wash over us and allow god to transform us through his word because his word is so powerful it is alive and it is the way that he reveals himself to us of course he will reveal himself to us in other ways in our lives but this is the primary way he will do that and in order for us to be able to discern or vet certain things, we should know the word. We need to test things with the word. I know a good example of this is like prophecy. We should test that with the word. If it is contradictory to the word, it is not from God. And so it was really important for so many reasons to read the word of God, but also because it is God's word, literally his word, his words for us. He reveals his heart. He shows us who he is. And then we can be transformed through the words that are written in his word. We can be transformed by learning about who he is, by getting close to him, by learning more about about like what he's like, about his character, and also spending time with him as well. But it's important to read the word of God. Now, when it comes to audio, I think this is a great resource. I think it's amazing. Um, I personally use audio more than I read because I generally have a hard time reading, even when it comes to like normal books. I can't really sit down and read, but I can. I listen all the time to books. Like I can go through one book in like a day. Um, because as I'm doing my tasks, as I'm cooking, as I'm you know decorating cookies, doing whatever, running errands, um, it's a very practical way that I've been able to absorb the word of God. And even if I'm not necessarily quote unquote listening to every single word, I'm still getting that into my spirit. I'm still ingesting the word of God in that way. 
And so if you are busy, if you have a busy life, if you work a lot, or if you're a mom who's working or, or who's stay at home and you've got kiddos or you've got a lot of housework, whatever it is, like however busy you may be, um, it may be a really, really good idea to start looking into listening to the um, audio Bible. Um, I know that in the Bible app, the version app, which I've had for a long time and I love it, um, certain versions have audio. I know the NLT does. Um, I can't remember off of the top of my head which ones do and don't, but there are quite a few that have the audio version. So that's something I love to um, do to listen, like to allow his word to just get into my spirit, even if I'm not listening to every single word i'm still hearing it in the back of my mind it's kind of like um it's similar to if you listen to certain kind of music and you may not be paying attention but you're hearing it in the background and your brain is still absorbing that and ultimately you will start um you'll remember the lyrics or you'll start thinking a certain thing and you're like where's that coming from and then you like think about it and you're like oh wait i was listening to that song that's where it's coming from it's very similar here even if you're not listening intently um having the word just ha- listening to it allowing your yourself to absorb it even if you're occupied with something is good now this is not necessarily a replacement for sitting down and reading the word of god and focusing on it because we need to have those moments too however audiobooks are or the audio bible is a very good resource that i really love to take advantage of um just because sometimes i get really busy but i love the word of god and i want to have it in my heart and i of course still read the board um but i'm not sh- i don't necessarily sit down and read it every day however I am ingesting the word of God every day. It may not be reading, but it is in a different form or fashion. So if you haven't considered audiobooks, I would recommend looking into it, or the audio Bible, I mean. I'd recommend looking into it because um, it's really nice. It's a really easy, convenient way to keep your mindset on the things of God. The next way that we can spend time with Jesus is through worship. And the practical tip I have in regards to worship is that worship is not a moment, it is a lifestyle. I'll say that one more time. Worship is not a moment, it is a lifestyle. It is how we live our lives to honor God. And worship um, also isn't just a song, right? We also often think of like um, worship music, worship service. Yes, that is a form of worship but it does not encapsulate worship. Worship is the way that we live our lives and dedicate it to God. Another practical way that we can worship is by listening to worship music or listening to more worship music. I noticed, I think maybe about 10 years ago, I was, I think, in middle school or something. Actually, I was in high school 10 years ago, freshman year. That's pretty weird to think about. Actually, no, I was a sophomore. Anyways, sorry, um, rambling. Um, I remember deciding to do a fast of um secular music and i don't you know not that secular music is bad i was listening to tasteful actually i don't even know if i was listening to tasteful secular music i do now regardless um you know there's nothing wrong with certain artists like if they're you know they've got good lyrics and they're not like talking about bad and appropriate stuff um it's fine you know like i love me some mozart i love me some jazz stuff like that right um, anyways, I'm not just going to list off things because it's not what this is for. As I was saying, I noticed that when I decided to temporarily cut out 
secular music, something happened to me on a spiritual level to where I was more aware of the spirit of God. I was more mindful of who, like of him. I was more sensitive to his spirit and I just had my mind set on him having worship music playing. And I think that this is a really good way for us to set our minds on God. Because once again, I mentioned earlier, it can be like subconscious. Um, and we may not be in, like listening intently to every word, but we're still getting it in our spirit. And that's why it's important to guard our hearts. Um, I think a big part of guarding our hearts is um, the things we listen to, the things we entertain. And so if we are entertaining things that are not of God, we're eventually going to start manifesting those things, whether it be in our thoughts or our actions or our tendencies. But if we begin to meditate on the things of God, then we're going to sow those good things. So those we're going to, well, we're going to sow those good seeds and then we're going to reap um, from that is... Um, closeness to God and there of course this is not the only thing you should do to grow closer to God but it's a really good and helpful thing is to listen to more worship music or praise music or music that is honoring the Lord talking about the Lord magnifying him because it'll like keep it'll keep your mind set on him and it's a really good practical way to do so as I mentioned a little bit earlier by doing whatever we do to honor the Lord, we are we are worshiping Him. Like by dedicating our lives to Him, that is worship. That itself is worship. Dedicate your tasks to Him and thank Him for His goodness while doing them. And as I mentioned earlier, the tasks could be like going to the grocery store or you know doing dishes, doing housework, whatever. Dedicate everything you do to God. One of my favorite verses comes from Colossians verse chapter three, verses twenty three through twenty four which say, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. He is your master. Not your boss. Not this, not that. Like It's Jesus. So if we are dedicating everything we do to him, it will honor him, but also... If you are dedicating your things, everything you do to Him, it's more likely that you'll do them with excellence, opposed to thinking, "Ugh, my boss asked me to mop. I, I guess I got to mop again, and I'm gonna just do a terrible job of it so I can get over with, get it over with." But opposed to if you're thinking, "Okay, like I'm honoring the Lord in everything I do. Let me do my best here. Like let me honor God in this. Like you can honor God in everything, and the small things and the big things." But I think when we try, when we attempt or when we honor God in the small things, that kind of, that makes a big difference. When we just think, okay, I'm going to be kind and honor the Lord in the way I speak or respond, or I'm going to honor the Lord in the way that I do this task, or I'm going to honor the Lord the way that I interact with my family, whatever it is. Um, if we honor God, like he sees that and we will do it better because we're not thinking, oh, I got to do this for my boss that doesn't care about me. You're doing it for Jesus. You're doing it for him, ultimately. The last thing, the last way that we can spend time with the Lord is to meditate. Um, and this kind of 
goes in with what I was saying previously with like the worship music and the Bible, like the audio Bible. These are good ways to meditate on God. And by meditate, I don't mean like yoga. I mean like thinking on, reflecting on um, the Lord. One of my favorite passages, another one of my favorite passages. I'm going to read two of them, but the first is Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, which say, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I love that end part too, because it says whatever he does shall prosper. That goes back to like the, the verse in Colossians when I when I read, work at like work willingly at whatever you do, as if you were doing it for the Lord. If you are doing this, what you will do will prosper. It may not prosper the way you think in your own eyes, but it will prosper because God is in it, and you're doing it for God. I want to go back really quickly to that um, the little phrase that says, "In His law, He meditates day and night." day and night it's not just a moment thing it's day and night it's daily and every moment we meditate on the lord that doesn't mean thinking about the bible that doesn't mean thinking oh i have to do this and this and this and that it means meditating thinking of who jesus is honoring him having reverence for him knowing like the ways we can live to please him like the fruit of the spirit for example thinking on ways we can love god and please him and we should also ask him too, like ask the lord lord what can i do how can i love you the way you you desire to be loved that's a prayer that i pray all the time like lord show me how to love you how you desire to be loved because we have a hard time with that and we need him to show us because he is love we need him to show us how to love him and also how to honor him so it's good and important to ask like lord help me honor you help me love you but it's important to meditate day and night. This isn't just to open your Bible, close it, and you're done. No, this is a meditating day and night on these these concepts, these ideas, this wisdom that we get from the Word of God. Day and night, we should be meditating. Day and night, night and day. Keep meditating constantly, constantly, constantly every day. And the next passage and the last one I'll read is Psalm 91 verse 1, which I also love. If you haven't read Psalm 91, read it. It's so amazing. This verse says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This word dwell here, once again, it's not just a come and go. It's a, I live here. I live in the secret place. I live with the Lord. I live in his presence. It's not a, okay, I'm going to visit and then I'll, you know, come back later when I'm not busy. No, it's a, I live in this place. And the secret place can, of course, be a place in your life, like a physical place, like where, whether it be your room or some place where you like to pray and spend time with the Lord. But there should also be a secret place in our hearts within us where we can go and rest with the Lord and have our mindset on him and think on him and meditate on him and commune with him. So the secret place doesn't have to be a literal place. It can be any place in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit where you can just meet with the Lord. And it doesn't have to be in a certain place. It can be anywhere. Just as long as you have that place to 
in your mind to say, all right, I'm going to meet with God right now in my car, or I'm going to meet with God while I'm washing dishes, whatever that may be for you. But the secret place that that goes with us, it should go with us. It shouldn't be just this physical place where we have to say, oh, I have to go to the secret place. Like, no, let your secret place be within your heart because God lives within us. So why can't we commune with him? You know, why can't we commune with him anywhere? We absolutely can and we should. Another way we can meditate on the Lord and on his word is to listen to sermons or podcasts. That's a really good way. It's, good, it's a good resource as well. I'm, I'm a huge fan of like using technology to our advantage when it comes to like um, resources or like the Bible or music. Like there's so many cool things you can do. And there's ways you can honor the Lord with the way we use technology as well. Um, but that's another good resource that I really love. And um as I mentioned just a few moments ago, keep your mind on Jesus and don't limit communion to him or communion with him, I'm sorry, to moments of studying the word or church services. As the verse said in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If you live in his presence, you'll never have to leave. If you live in the secret place, you're always there. So, if you haven't already found what that is for you, if you don't know quite what that may look like for you, whether it's in your mind or what you need to do to focus on him, pray on it. And I encourage you to find what that is for you because it is beautiful and powerful to be able to take a pause from your day and just think on the Lord and meditate on him and wait on him and have a moment with him because he he just loves spending time with you. He loves it. And we should be doing what we can to spend time with the Lord because he will change our hearts. He will transform us. He will make us new. He will do amazing works within us and around us. But in order for that to happen, we have to submit to him. We have to yield to his will. We have to sit and spend time with him. We can't just expect God to do this and that in our hearts without spending time with him. Because the way we change is by spending time with him and we reflect him more and more. So look for that secret place in your heart. Find out what that looks like for you. I'm going to go over the points I made one more time before we close out. So the first one is to pray like throughout the day. The next one is to read or listen to the word. The next is to worship. That means like everything in your life can be an act of worship and also listen to worship music. And then meditate on him. Meditate on his word. Listen to worship music or sermons or podcast or audio bible like honestly all those things i talked about are meditating on him um so yeah i hope that these tips were helpful um and i hope that this blessed you if you know someone who could use this message feel free to send it their way if you haven't already i would appreciate a rating or review of the podcast that would mean so much um and yeah thanks again you guys for tuning in for another episode i love y'all and i will talk to y'all next tuesday Ciao.